0: And gentlemen, welcome in episode 232 of the Get Around Podcast here in Traverse City, also in Tinley Park, the suburb of Chicago that I find myself currently in. I am happy to be here with you guys Thank you. doing episode 232 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, joining me in the Get Around studio, Jordan Puente and James Cook. As always, the Get Around is brought to you by, we'll get it out of the way real quick, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has a, a couple of locations in Traverse City, I think, still, probably still open. Uh, they yes. make sandwiches in a manner that is uh, freaky fast, and they use ingredients that are freaky fresh because they're freaking Jimmy John's on Halloween.
1: Freaky. Yeah. Yay.
0: So, yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Uh, I know that we're recording this a little bit early today because uh, James has to get over to Traverse City Central High School uh, to cover the uh, district volleyball game between the uh, rival Titans and rival Trojans. Uh, very uh, excited about that. I know that central took care of business, uh, last week with a three Oh sweep, but it could be different today. Uh, you never know. We'll record, you know, I'll get this podcast out as soon as uh, we possibly can, uh, to avoid any sort of like, um, aging, like milk incident, uh, which is always possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, how are we doing, uh, boys? James, I saw you over the weekend uh, at uh, Harrison BB's uh, Halloween party, uh, where you were rocking your Rick and Morty costume, uh, which you awesome. didn't you you, you didn't yeah. end up picking uh, as your uh, your area code uh, last week. You, yeah. No, because there's no specific the,
1: location on Earth. There's right, we were just going
0: to give you the
2: millions of universes.
0: We were just going to give you the entire United States, uh, and then you'd win that way, unless it wasn't in the United States, which is kind of what I was hoping
1: for. I thought that would have been uh, I thought that, that would have been funny. No, but, um, it's, but instead but I went the, with Harlan, Kentucky.
0: That's right. And okay, testifying. and I went with I went with uh, Peaky Blinders and uh, Birmingham, Birmingham uh, England. And Jordan, you went with South Park. Yeah, yeah. So Colorado, I mean, James. James did, you, James, did you look it up? I have not, yeah, have I have not you, looked it up, actually. All right, well, it's, uh,
2: 232 area code is? Oh, got it. I know my next one. The Bahamas? Sierra Leone? Sierra Leone? Oh, my goodness. James, you would have lost. Not even won.
0: <laughs> that can't be right. I'm, uh, there's got to be a 232 USA area code. Let's look that up. Nope, it's not in use in the United States. Damn it, James. You would have lost even if you took the entire United States. <laughs> so Sierra Leone, which is Africa. Southern Africa? Is that right?
2: Well, you're out of the United States, so you're in England. Yeah, so I think I win. Yeah, you are further, you are a lot closer than Colorado and... what? Is, what which one did you put? Oh, it's, it's the, actually... It looks like it's oh, the...
1: It's also an area code in California. Is this? Yeah. It it is?
2: It looks like it. Yeah. California? Oh, okay. Which one?
0: I looked I looked up two three two USA area code and it says not in use.
2: If it's Bakersfield, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. That's no shot of Bakersfield. Just that that's absolutely not a yeah. shot. I'm
0: but from- there are it looks like there are a lot of yeah. stories of Oklahoma woman warns of two three two area code phone scam. So guys yeah. Los Angeles. I'm, we're doing the we're doing the Lord's work right here, and letting you know if you, if you get a, a phone call from from
1: Sierra Leone,
0: from something uh, with a two three two area code, it's a scam. Oh! I also feel like uh, any phone call that I get to my phone that isn't uh, a number I recognize is a scam, so I don't even. bother Oh, thinking.
2: this is like the high desert. This is the high What's desert that? of Cali. You got my seat, you-, you got my desto. Where are you guys seeing this? Fresno. It's around Fresno.
1: Uh, well, one thing was like a website that was usphonebook.com that said it was okay. Los Angeles. It was one of the things in Los Angeles, California. But what I'm seeing is uh, the Los Angeles one is actually
0: 323. Three. Yeah. Not so 232. Right. Oh. Yeah. So 232 is Sierra Leone. I win. Because uh, I was out of the United States. All right, let's uh, let's pick uh, two, awesome. three, three before we. Uh, I, I get back into my campaign for the Bear Lake Lake Bears. Um, I got mine. Because uh, we just we just got to keep them. It. it going. I want to know what I, 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 I want you guys to pick your uh, mascot uh, passion project that you you'd like to see uh, get changed. But oh, um, all right, I'm let's uh, let's start with the. Uh, what do you guys? Um,
2: Guessing for uh two three three. I go oh, I
0: got, I got one the, uh, I got one picked uh, out for that.
1: I got mine. Morris okay. Morristown, All Pennsylvania. Right.
2: Morristown.
1: For Brockmeyer. Wow. Oh Brockmeyer. Yeah. Because they're the uh in, I looked this up, they're the Morristown Frackers. Wow. Okay. Is the minor league team that he announces for in the beginning of the show.
2: Uh huh. I'm going Dillon, Texas for Friday night lights. Oh, how about that? Okay, Friday Night Lights.
0: All right. Well, since the only other one that uh, the only other show that I've been watching recently has been Ted Lasso, Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ted Lasso, but I'm not gonna go London. What I am gonna do is I'm gonna go since he was a coach. He coached the Wichita Wichita State Shockers uh, football team. So I'm gonna go Kansas. I'm gonna pick uh, oh you know I'll, I'll even go Wichita so I'll go Wichita for my for my Ted lasso pick since that was the only other geographical um, significant uh, mention uh, in Ted lasso that, that that is in England and I'll keep us in the United States nice so all right so we got Ted Lasso Brockmeyer and Jordan what was yours again Friday highlights Night Lights. Dylan Texas. awesome
1: Clash, awesome. hard, all right. And i got to roll down this time.
0: Cool. <laughs> right. We're good to go. Uh, I'll take Jordan. Won
1: yet? Because th- I've got a
0: couple of wins. James, I know you have at least one win. Jordan, have you won the the game yeah. at all? The area code game? Yeah. I feel like I have. I think i, like I got. Yeah, I feel like he's got
2: to it. I feel like I have gotten one. Okay. Maybe. Right. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Okay,
0: so as, as we move forward with, with my uh, ridiculous campaign for the Bear Lake Lake Bears, keep it up, uh, you know, making shirts, posters, um, you know, I, I know that election day is, is coming up uh, on November 8th, and we have all these political signs out there. I think my plan, you know, in the next couple of days, head over to Kinko's if those still exist, uh, get some signs made up um, for, uh, you know, I don't think I can get a pro- proposition on the ballot this late. <laughs> To in in Bear Lake uh, for that for that vote, but um, it. it it would be uh, would be nice. It, is there a uh, a mascot change that you guys would like to see? I mean, we don't really have any in our area that are super interesting. I mean we we've got like Trojans and Titans and Eagles and Bulldogs and the you Oaks. know the nothing really.
1: Get the snowbirds. Nothing
0: really. Uh, the, yeah, the snowbirds is good. I like the snowbirds, but there's nothing like really interesting. Like, like I said, when I, back in uh, you know, uh, in central Illinois, we had a bunch of like really cool ones. We had the Cobden a- Apple Knockers what? and the New Berlin Pretzels and the Hoopston Corn Jerkers and the Fisher Bunnies. All these bad? like wild. The Vandalia Orphans, uh, which I think were changed at, at some point, but like. Yeah. Kinda in northern Michigan it doesn't seem
1: like there's You have very unique names. I just realized they the, they're they pretty, not they're pretty good. I mean, they're pretty good mascots for the most part, but yeah. but uh, yeah, not it's not but like it's, it's incredibly it's, it's unusual.
0: Yeah, it's very generic.
1: Nothing like know? beach bums uh, or pit spitters.
0: Right. Which are uh, out or of the ordinary.
2: Pit
1: yeah. Do we
0: wanna keep do we want to stay in the same vein and, and now turn our attention to to Buckley and have them be the Buckley Bucks. Come on. Or the
1: Buckley, you know. um, The Bel Air Bells. The Bel Air, see,
0: I like that. Yeah, a bell. Or the, the the, the Bel Air Liberty. Like, after after they score a touchdown,
2: right? They score a touchdown, like, bring the bells out. Like, you know how, we got the whole, and then you got lights. Okay. I've watched a lot of college football. The,
0: the East East Jordan uh, sewer caps cause that's where I know that uh, a lot of the uh, I've noticed anyway that if you look at kind of sewers uh, anywhere in, in Michigan or the United States even in Tinley Park uh, where I am uh, you'll see that the sewer grates were were made in East Jordan that would uh, that would be good. You know, yeah if, you, if they, you want to get they away could be from the, like they could
1: be an iron devil. an iron thing they could be the iron yeah one. Kind yeah of like the oh is oh. so the
0: icon. iron city i'd like, like to i'd like to see some some mascot changes uh you know
2: the bell the the bells one i think i i think that one right there i i like that one too not, let's not forget about the oh. ones that you, you keep trying to push for. I know you talked about it, but you haven't really come out and expressed what it is you're trying to do. You oh, you mean it. the Bear Lake Lake Bears? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you I, to, I, not I like You talked about You discussed it. You said you want to put it on the ballot. But for people who are like new, new listeners, they probably have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. It's just my, my passion project right now is to get the uh, Bear Lake Lakers to change their... Uh, mascot to the bear lake lake bears and um you know
2: it's gonna have
0: it's have gonna uh end. you know your basically your your logo be just a, a bear drinking a beer in a pontoon boat uh i think that would be a high school mascot that is
2: awesome definitely
0: <laughs> uh, definitely appropriate you know and, uh, a drunken bear uh, uh sunning on, on the lake in a pontoon boat seems super appropriate for with uh with, uh, the, high with the
2: fisher with the fisherman hat got of just with the fisherman oh hat. yeah yeah see what i mean gotta get gotta the
0: f- fisherman hat exactly for sure mm-hmm. maybe even just sleeping in the boat that'd
2: be his, great with his fishing rod like all like hung out and he's kind of just sleep. okay yeah i kind of like the idea i like it i like, I did I like it I'm, I'm for it my man going to
1: change theirs so what are they going right, to go manistee manistee they, gonna, is, they could it, go with, they could be like the manistee manatees
0: Oh, the no. manatees, damn it, James, that's that's yours. That is your passion project now. Um,
2: got to call that out. Got to call all the. We're gonna write.
0: Diamonds. We're gonna write weekly columns now. Uh, you know, calling for change, serious, calling meaningful change. change. Um, yeah. and Jordan, now you just got to find yours. You got to find yours. I don't your know why, like one that, one,
2: that one. That one, kind of. I'll have, have to do more digging. I'll like, do more digging. Yeah. All right. We should pressure
1: week. the MHSA to come up with a rule that you can't have the same mascot as any school within 100 miles of you.
0: See, that would be nice. That would be nice. Then you get things like the, the cotton Apple Knockers and the New Berlin Pretzels. Like so that are the Trojans
2: you know. versus the Trojans. Right. For the yeah, Comets Lake versus City. the Comets. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they're yeah. more
1: than 100 miles apart. But.
2: Well, you get, Lake get City. Saying,
0: you had Lake City and Central Lake. Who already sound enough alike, but they are also. The Trojans. Uh, both the Trojans.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. We got confused.
1: And TC Central. All right. right. So we got three Trojans. How many Eagles schools do we have? Um, I mean, there's Bel Air. I mean, there's several Eagle schools around Mary. us that. like, Just like outside we're all, of our coverage Mary area. Are the
0: Eagles. Yep. Yeah.
1: And just outside of our coverage area, there's like Marion is the Eagles, and I think. Ooh, well, how those. many
0: Bulldogs? How many Wildcats? Music yeah. is the only uh, Bulldogs
1: that I know. There's a you bunch know. of Wildcats. Yeah, there's we Wolverines, t- Wildcats, Alba. We have, we, we have the Glen Lake Lakers and
0: the Bear Lake Lakers. Like that's unacceptable. Yeah,
2: some got unacceptable.
1: Change.
0: The, the Lake Glens. The, the the Glen Lake 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 Glens. There it is. <laughs>
2: maybe that's that can just be my guy. <laughs> named that doesn't Glenn. have the same ring to it. Maybe maybe that can be my project. I'll figure that out. No, you want just, the Glen Lake just some to guy be named Glenn.
0: All right, let's move into the pulse because uh, uh, Jordan, you got homework. Uh, this week, and you got to come back next week with uh, with your passion passion project. We've yep. got the Manatee manatees and the uh, Lake uh, Bear Lake Lake Bears, yeah. and and now That's... we just need now we just need uh, Jordans. Um, I got you. so let's let's talk some playoff football, and we've got to start with the uh, two major upsets uh, that we witnessed uh, on Friday. Because three. earlier three, in this, I would say. well, I'm gonna Boy. we'll we'll talk about the, the main two first, and and yes, yeah, certainly, certainly three, uh, but the, 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 the two biggest ones, because East Jordan played Frankfurt to a close game earlier in the season. That yes. was only twenty to fourteen, yeah. so that was that was a winnable game for Frankfurt going on the road. Uh, but the two biggest ones obviously were uh, Manistee upsetting previously undefeated Boyne City. 28 to 27 uh, by making a stop on a two-point conversion with 90 seconds left, uh, and then you had uh, Benzie Central at three and six beating eight and one Charlevoix uh, to move on to play St. Francis, which good for Benzie Central for uh, for winning a playoff uh, football game, but I don't think they'll be winning two um, against the, a St. Francis team that I'll say right now is going to win the state championship. They are that good. uh, There's no one better than them. They are going to win the state championship. And so that's going to be very exciting for us to watch that. Um, We discussed earlier on this podcast, I believe it was going into week four or week five, um, when Charlevoix and Boyne City were set to play, and they were both undefeated at the time. Charlevoix was coming off a string of four shutouts scoring more than i think 55 points in all those games at least more than 50 Mm -hmm. right and boyne city was doing boyne city things and we had a conversation of team was going to go further in the playoffs and it turns out neither Uh, and really the one that went furthest is the one that lost the latest i guess because they played longer into friday night but both of those teams lost what were your thoughts when you saw those uh, saw those scores and those results, guys?
2: I was shocked.
1: Yeah, I was. I, I was shocked. <clears throat> I mean, I've seen Charlevoix and Boyne both play this this season, and, and I did not see those upsets coming. Definitely. I mean, we were we were pretty well just ready for a, a pretty boring Friday, where all the Everyone. all the favored teams yeah. hold ground because the first round is generally that way. It's a lot of lopsided games. Um, But these three teams kind of proved us wrong. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the the first round doesn't really lend itself to upsets all that often because it is really, I mean, unless you're getting too, you know, closer to the the teams that are closer, but then those aren't necessarily upsets because they're too close, evenly matched teams. You don't expect basically – A 16 seed knocking off a one seed and a 15 seed knocking off a two seed, which is kind of what we had here. uh, I feel like.
2: Yeah, no, I was just like, kind of taken back because I know in the beginning, like we all had our hopes of like, okay, this is who we're gonna win, all of this is gonna happen, blah blah. blah, We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about okay, Boynton City wins, Hollywood wins, Frankfurt wins, and all of these three teams lose. And I mentioned earlier. the playoffs is a new season and i told this to the coach and he was like yeah it is so i mean yeah if anything can happen and we just witnessed it was witnessed it which that's sports baby that's sports
0: interesting just looking at that point city manistee game and i don't know if you guys saw the the video on twitter that went around of uh I think it might have been the head coach uh, Troy uh, Bytwerk um, jumping into the the celebrate, uh, celebratory uh, pile after the game, but Manistee I think led that game twenty to seven. Then they were up twenty eight to fourteen, uh, and then Boyne City failed on two two point conversions. And had they just kicked the extra points, if they had a kicker to do it. They would have won the game, and so uh, you you look at that and you wonder uh, how how things uh, so if would they had, have.
2: So essentially, if they had just kicked a field goal, we wouldn't be talking about about them potentially. Missing. If they would have gone for
0: the extra points, yes. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I know they converted on one two point conversion, and I believe they missed. Maybe they only missed one. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they went for the win. James, what do you think about going for the win uh, in that situation instead of going for the tie? Uh,
1: <clears throat> in that situation, I would have gone for the tie being the home team. Yeah. If you're the road team, yes. yes, I go, f- I go for the – you have your chance to have one play decide the game and you're the road team, go for you, it. you do that. But yeah. I think I'm a, if I'm the home team, I would kick the extra point and play play for overtime
0: it's interesting uh, when I was talking to Troy he said that they had a similar situation against Luddington back in 2020 this was a regular season game he said but it was the same thing they were leading by two and th- with this one there were only six seconds left Luddington went for a two point conversion and Manistee stopped him again on, on that to get the win um, so basically uh, don't go for two against Manistee uh, if the if the game is on the line, because we'll it, just seems, like the, it seems like the it seems like the Manistee Manatees uh, will absolutely get the job done uh, and, and and block uh, your entrance into the end zone.
1: Yeah, um, and that's just another thing where it brings in that Jack Near injury so much. I mean, well Boyne was on its third quarterback in this game because Mason Wilcox played quarterback, but Jack Near was also the kicker when wow. he was healthy. Wow, he was wow. also the kicker, and you know, and, and played safety for them too. So maybe they didn't have that option of being able to kick that extra point.
2: Yeah. So he's playing three positions on Friday night.
1: Yeah, he played quarterback, safety, and he was the kicker.
2: Utility
0: specialist. So, uh, any other uh, thoughts on on these? Uh, we'll get into. Uh, the, the next round of the playoffs is uh, we only have four games and we'll talk about those uh, a, a little bit later. Um, any other thoughts on those, or should we get into to some more reactions? As
2: uh, you know, I do, we saw I do believe a,
0: a lot of our teams, yeah. a lot of our teams uh, lose uh, on, on Friday
2: yeah. and oh. Saturday. I just want to give East Jordan its props. They deserve their props. They deserve their flowers. They they did it. They won a game. They won a playoff game. That was cool. I, I will say. I have watched a lot of football games in my time. I have never seen a 0-0 going into overtime. Never seen that in my life. And to witness that, just to have East Jordan, of all teams, come out and win a 0-0, 6-0 by the time overtime ended game, they deserve their flowers. So uh, I, I am going to give it to them. They, congrats, East Jordan. You did it. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: uh, Jordan, that was a walk-off. Basically, right? They scored yeah. a touchdown, and that was the end of the game. Yeah. So,
2: a little general yeah. background. Um, Frankfurt had the ball at the 20-yard line in the fourth quarter. They decided to roll out the kicker. He missed it. Um, then they go to overtime. Frankfurt gets the ball first. They that snubbed at the one-yard line. Um, and then East Jordan gets it, and Dawson just rolled it down and got to the one-yard line, snuck it in. Whole crowd goes crazy, and they win.
0: So looking at those three games, Frankfurt, their first playoff win since 1999. Is that correct, Jordan?
2: 1999.
0: Yeah. Benzie Central's first playoff win since... In 19 years. uh, In 19 years. And then Manistee, only their second playoff win uh, in program history in 73 years. And the only other one came in the the COVID season in, in 2020 when I think they whooped up on Kalkaska like forty-six to six or something like yeah, that. If that my was, memory was, serves me that, correctly, yeah,
1: that was the year when everybody got in. Correct, yeah. I was just saying that Benzie game. We didn't touch on that a whole lot, I guess. The Benzie Charlevoix one as much. Um, I mean, he had that huge game by Jackson Childers. I mean, he had, you know, sixty-eight yards rushing, sixty-four receiving, uh, scored three touchdowns, had two interceptions. Which, one of which was one of those touchdowns it was a pick six yeah yeah he had a pick six in that game so I mean he was almost a one-man wrecking crew for Benzie in that game
0: yeah it was super impressive we'll uh, talk a little bit more about that when we get to the uh, to the games that we have coming up uh, any thoughts on any other games that that went down Friday uh, and Saturday uh, we saw Trevor City Central uh, go down uh, big 48 uh, 20 to Muskegon-Mona Shores, which um, I think the score was uh, a surprise. Uh, The result, just based on how difficult this this season has been for Central to to really find their footing, um, even though they went in on a four-game win streak, uh, they didn't seem to be as as dominating as they were last year when they made the, the trip to Ford Field.
1: Yeah, and then you had Kingsley, too, um, who uh, led late into that game, I think, under a minute was when Kingsford yeah. scored that touchdown. 23 at, seconds at left. Yeah, uh, to, to get that win. So another pretty close game.
0: <clears throat> and and I think, you know, that seems like such a disadvantage, and it seems almost unfair for, for Kingsley, but, I mean, this is the playoff point system that, that we have. You know, uh, Kingsley winning more games, uh, and yet having to go on the road and not uh, um, close on the road. A drive to Kingsford—that's um, that, not uh, that's not far. I mean, that's that's up uh, territory. Uh, that's crossing the bridge. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah, past
1: I, Kingsford is in the central time I, zone.
2: Yeah, so they changed time zones. <laughs> wow, and that really, that really put the Stags
0: behind uh, the eight ball on that. They really had to. It was they had a lot to overcome, uh, and not just you know winning a football game. It's just, it's uh, I, I think that had to be difficult to get in the right mindset. And then obviously, I mean, they were up, I think, thirty to fourteen, and ended up losing thirty-four to thirty. Uh, which has just got to be an absolute uh, heartbreaker. I know uh, I spoke briefly with head, co- head coach uh, Tim Moore uh, after. Uh, he didn't have much to say, um, but you could hear the disappointment uh, in his voice. And I, I honestly did not expect the Kingsley loss.
1: No, they were my team that I picked to be kind of an, uh, an upset that wasn't, I don't think, really going to be an upset if they had won that game.
0: Right, and that's and we were all looking very smart when it was thirty to fourteen, and then I think I think that Stags team probably just got a little
1: bit tired. Um, then the Flivers and, made us look dumb. You ever think?
2: Yeah. Do you guys ever think that a team that has to travel further than what they're used to has an effect on them for playoffs? I've I just yeah. thought about I thought about that. That just has to be
0: not that, that not that to... Lance would have uh, been able to do much against Saint Francis anyway. But a six-hour drive to come and get That's whooped
2: so far. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, fifty-nine to eight, like uh, Saint Francis. I mean, Saint Francis uh, looked like uh, I mean. They looked like they were playing eighth graders. It was the size difference was so noticeable between them and lots It was it was no wonder that St. Francis was like, oh, you know what? We'll hold up uh, Wyatt Naseda's out. He doesn't have to play, and we'll we'll throw in some of our backups uh, and all that. I mean, Ty Martin, check their kicker. They put him at running back for a play to get him, uh, and he scored on a three yard touchdown run, and then kicked the extra point.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's
0: been kind they, of one of their goals. Had, that's one of the. They things had that... back-to-back uh, punt return uh, touchdowns. They had a fumble recovery touchdown. I wrote this in my article, but at one point they were leading uh, twenty-one to nothing, and they had five yards of total offense. When they were winning thirty-five to nothing, they only had sixty-nine yards of total offense. It was crazy. But yeah, yeah James, if you wanted to talk about Ty.
1: Oh, just that's just one of their goals. I think they for the season. That's been one of the things that Josh Sellers actually has been keeping track of from a statistical standpoint. Is he wants to get every senior a touchdown. That's awesome. That, that, that at some point in the game, at some point in the season, they're putting every senior in at running back and just letting them carry the ball when they're in the at, like near the goal line. That, even if kid awesome.
2: got some. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's memorable.
1: Well, let's
0: let, let's get into those round two uh, playoff games that we have coming up. We have St. Francis hosting Benzie Central at, at seven o'clock. Manistee's traveling to Gladstone. East Jordan heads to Everett and Gaylord St. Mary. Uh, is going to Marion, James. I want to start with the Snowbirds uh, and and Marion because this is a game that those that, that Gaylord St Mary team has been looking forward to for a year. And reading those quotes, I mean those those kids are ready for that game, and I I do see that as a very realistic. Uh, and potential upset for St. Mary to, to go into Marion, despite Marion being ten and zero and beating Posen so bad that they didn't even come out for the second half. Um, I that is serious. Posen uh, was down to Marion fifty two to nothing after after a half of football um, and forfeited the second half. Did not play the second half, um, which Lons could have done because they were down fifty six to nothing at halftime to uh, to St. Francis, but. James, what did you see from that uh, uh, Gaylord St. Mary team that indicates they could upset Marion?
1: Well, now that, now that they have all their weapons, you know, I, you know, this is the, the, the fully loaded Gaylord St. Mary team that we thought we had coming into the season you know, before Gavin Bebel breaks his hand, uh, his non-throwing hand, but still breaks his hand um, in the first contact play of the first day of practices where contact is allowed. Um, and then Brody Jeffers sprains the A.C. joint in his shoulder, running back, uh, in the first quarter of the first game. And they both missed significant parts of the season. They're both back now. Um, they've had a couple other players that have missed some games here and there too. Um, and But they've got pretty much everybody healthy now. And and they're rolling, as you can see. I mean, they've scored 47-62 38-50, 62, and 48 points in their last six wins. And, and this was a game last year when, when Marion put a 48-8 to eight whooping on him in another game in which Jeffers didn't play because he was hurt. Because he, he, he tore up his knee last year. Um, and uh, all, all those players just remember that score and the, and the feeling of that score and the feeling of, of just having a game where they weren't even in it. You know, where they got got whooped up on. And that doesn't happen a whole lot for Gaylord St. Mary. So that's something that sticks out for all those kids. And they really have been looking forward to getting another shot at Marion. And I think, you know, Marion Marion is undefeated. They're 10-0. Everything says, you know, they, they have a great quarterback. They've got a very good team. They have a big, big line and everything. And... But the other thing that you have in the back of your head, they haven't played outside of Posen, which, like you said, forfeited a halftime. Have not played a team that made the playoffs.
0: Oh. so they haven't been seeing much competition.
1: No, they haven't. None of the nobody that they played in the regular and... season, which is not their their fault necessarily. Um, you know, I don't think they scheduled bad. It's just that their you know their conference, they just didn't get any any competition a whole lot there. Um, you know, they had some some decent teams that they played. You know, they played Mesick, you know, in Sutton's Bay. And, you know, so they say tried to schedule good teams. Um, they just happened to have a bunch of teams that had off seasons. And, and none of them made the playoffs. You know, Farwell was having a really good season in the first half of the year and then kind of fell apart. Lost their last two and didn't
2: end up making the playoffs. Oh, I was going to note... Um, while he was rambling off about Marion, I got curious just to see, okay, what type of wins do they have? They have blown out every single one of their opponents. I mean... Yeah, they haven't had a close game. No. They have, like, walked everyone.
1: That's, that's why I like that one quote by, from Brody Jeffers where he said, you know, we've had games this season basically where we've been punched in the mouth and we're looking forward to getting punched in the mouth again next week, but we're going to swing back yeah whereas, whereas other teams haven't been able to do that to Marion yet
0: the yes. mentality of that Gaylord Saint Mary team is what leads me to believe that they they can win let's go. Uh, against that high powered uh, Marion team and uh, I would not be surprised um, uh, I would certainly I'd, I'd be happy uh, if that was the if that was the case that they were to pull out pull out that win um you know let's Head back to Thoroughby Field. Talk about St. Francis and Benzie Central. Do the Huskies have a chance? That's a hard one to answer. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that silence as a no. And listen, it, it, it's not. I don't think this is saying anything bad about Benzie Central. It really isn't. No. It's no. simply speaking to the dominance of Traverse City St. Francis. Yeah. Traverse City St. Francis is. <laughs> they are an incredible football team of top tier talented players doing things the right way they don't commit penalties they don't do stupid things they play smart they know each other so well and they know exactly when they need to make the plays right each player knows like all right this is my time that I need to to step up like Tommy Richardson I think it was against either Uh, I think it was against Lawton. Um, And they, Lawton was was knocking on the door and looking like they were going to score. It was like a a fourth down, uh, a fourth and one on on the St. Francis six, and Lawton was going for it. And Tommy Richardson was like, you guys aren't getting this, and in fact, I'm going to take the ball from you. And he got real low on the line of scrimmage and then just burst through and grabbed, almost like, he was as quick as the snap was and was able to get in there, disrupt, and get this team makes the plays when they need to be made. And I don't think this is saying anything bad about Benzi Central. I would say this about any team going up against Saint Francis right now. They yes. don't have a chance.
1: Yeah. Well and they played earlier in the season and it was forty nine to twelve. They played last year and it was forty two to nothing. Don't lie. So
0: props to Benzi Central for getting that win. Oh, yeah. Live it up and Absol- enjoy absolutely. that playoff win. Absolutely. But oh, But you are going up against uh, not just one buzzsaw, oh, but fantastic. every single one of those players on that St. Francis team is a buzzsaw <laughs> in and of themselves. And you're just you're looking at a state championship t- team. And uh, you know if you're Benzie Central, uh, take solace in that. Be like, hey, at least we got beat by the state champion because that's what they get. They'll they'll be able to say. Uh, at, at the end of the season when Saint Francis does uh hoist the division seven state championship trophy on uh Ford Field the I don't know, day after Thanksgiving or maybe Saturday, I'm not sure when uh, when they're gonna play. But anything else to add on that one
2: boys? Yeah, I was gonna ask I was gonna ask James this. So looking at last year, they went twelve and one and then they lost and in final the next round. What what would have to be different? for them to actually do it. Because I feel like I ask you this every week. For St. Francis? Yeah, because he's already saying state champs and you're saying state champs. I am looking at the realistic that we saw, like, we saw what happened in the first round. We saw Frankfurt just lose. We saw Boyd lose. We saw Boynton City who was undefeated lose. So what would happen, what would St. Francis has, have to do to keep up with what they're doing? Because they don't make penalties. They don't make anything, any rational decisions. They played smart football. And it all sounds mm-hmm. dandy, but a team—one of these—someone is gonna catch them. But what would they have to do to not get caught and not slip? Well, no, I mean, no team they... is going
0: to catch them. Yeah, I'll just I mean... interrupt real quick. But James, go for it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I'm last right, year, I'm telling you, no, no team is gonna catch them. Yeah, Whatever. I mean City. last
1: year they they lost by one touchdown to Pomo, which ended up winning the state title. Okay. In the semi, They lost to them in the semifinals, uh, and they felt that they should have won that game. They absolutely had a, a chance to win that game. They had a, a few mistakes in that game, which is, which is what cost them. They had some interceptions, and uh, they fumbled once or twice, oh, which wow. is uncharacteristic, uh, especially this season. Last season, they had a little bit of a fumbling issue here and there. Oh. Um, this season, they, they really don't. And they seem to always get the upper hand in the special teams area. And on every, every game sports. I've seen this season, their special teams has been better than everybody else's special teams. Yeah, that, that, that right there. It's, it's an yeah. under, underappreciated part of the game. Yeah, special and, teams. And where they, are where they can dominate and give themselves another leg up. That's my. Uh, you see a lot of teams, you know, they do the we're playing one game at a time mantra, and you know, St. Saint Saint Francis is still doing that, but they're also looking ahead and doing things differently here and there. And making opposing coaches have to plan for Everything. what they did, and here and here and here, and we're going to make these little little changes. Like oh, they yeah. like they ran a different punt formation the other day that they they hadn't used all season. Um, you know they normally have been doing a lot of the what you see a lot of teams doing, where the quarterback lines up in the shotgun on fourth down, yeah, and then pooch punts. Yeah, they did the same thing where they, but on fourth down they lined up in an I-formation, had the quarterback under center, and then had a a deep running back behind him. And then just hand it. And they snapped the ball to the quarterback like normal, so the other team has to play a base defense. Oh, wow, wow. And can't have a returner back. And then he pitches the ball 10 yards back to the running back who who punts it over
2: the defense. That's smart. And then, wow, okay. They're playing smart football. Wow, okay. All right, so right, yeah, the, the, the other two playoff games that
0: uh, we've, we've got coming up, like I said, Manistee heading to Gladstone, East Jordan out to Evert. Uh, look for uh, previews on those uh, in the coming days in the, in the Record Eagle, uh, both in the E edition and in the, uh, the print edition. Uh, make sure you check those out. Let's move on to a little bit of uh, state semifinal soccer. We've got two teams, uh, Elk Rapids Leland, that are still alive. They'll play Wednesday, and they will be looking to play – uh, on Saturday, of those two squads, guys, which one has the best chance to get to Saturday?
1: I think they both have legit shots.
2: Yeah. They, I can't say yep. no.
1: They both have played the teams already that they're playing in the semifinals and, yeah. and played close games against yeah. them. Um, I, you know, Leland was one nothing against West Michigan Christian early in the season. And uh, Elk Rapids
2: 3-2 against Holland. Yeah, earlier. Three, yeah, three two against Holland earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, so they both done it before. Um, it's it's and, a matter of doing it again in the playoffs, which is not not easy because, as they said, you know, West Michigan Christian is a way different team now than they were back back then. Way better.
0: And right now, all four of these teams are playing better soccer now than they were back then oh, when yeah. they played each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, and any advantage that you can say to be like, oh well, you know, we we've figured it out. They figured it out too, uh, and, and so I, I expect these to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say low-scoring uh, matchups be, between these uh, in, in these two games. You know, one yeah. nothing, one nothing uh, two one. nothing, two to one. Something yeah. like I don't, I don't think that they're. I don't think a team scores uh, three goals uh, on their own in no. either of those games.
2: Yeah, I don't see that either. Elks have elks have Elks have not scored yeah they haven't scored three goals at all in the whole playoffs but they've been winning so that I guess that's, that's all that matters I mean if you can score a goal and hold the lead that's all that matters and that's what they've been doing
1: yeah and Leland's defense has been pretty phenomenal in the playoffs um led by uh, Augustine creamer back there in the in the in the back end and and Jimmy Alby at goal but their whole defense is so good
2: and Oaks has been one thing that Plum has preached throughout the whole seat, the whole playoffs is being able to keep the ball up front. They did that very well. Um, I'm blanking out. They did that very well in their finals for regionals, um, which is how they were able to win. I mean, like I said, once you get a goal in, you play defense, you can win. So, Elks have been able to do that, and now look where they're
0: at. Elk Rap is just, they seem ultra-focused. Jordan, would you agree? Oh yeah. Also, that, that that seems like a team that is just like we're we're going to win. Yeah, yeah. And even the times they've been on the the brink of defeat, they they've come back and won it. I haven't had a chance to see uh, Leland play, um, but I know that that Leland soccer program is, is you know storied and um, kind of well entrenched as a, a a perennial contender. So it's no surprise. That you're seeing them back, you're uh, dominating again. Um, but I'll say this: I, I won't, I won't be surprised. Both win. I won't be surprised uh, if both lose, because I think the quality of soccer teams right now. These these are toss-up games. I don't think that you can favor one or the other in, in any of these, and that's what happens when you get down to, to you know just four teams uh, in. You know in your respective divisions uh, we also have uh, the cross-country state championships coming up uh, uh, on Saturday uh, and we had several uh, of our area teams win regional championships uh, this past uh, Friday and Saturday uh, including Traverse City Central winning their th- the boys their third in, in uh, four years The Traverse City St. Francis girls winning their eighth straight the Traverse City St. Francis boys winning their fourth straight uh, I believe uh, Hunter Jones uh, winning uh, uh, his fourth uh, regional title. Aiden Heron, uh pretty much cementing uh, her claim to th- our, our record eagle girls runner of the year, winning a regional championship. We saw uh, Johannesburg Lewiston uh, dominate uh, at their regional. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later in the round hall of fame. Uh, and you know. Uh, just a, a solid solid performance from our, our area, area teams in, in cross country. Uh, how do we feel um, you know can we pencil in Hunter Jones uh, for a fourth regional title? Can we pencil in the uh, St. Francis girls for, uh, for a team title?
2: Hunter Jones,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah Hunter Jones especially, I think for sure. and, and St. Francis yeah has a, a really really good shot. They, they're just so they're so deep. Um, they don't necessarily have the, you know, like a Holly dominating type of number one, but they have really good, I mean, they have probably at least three runners who would be the number one on most any other team in the state. Weren't
0: like all seven of their runners or all five of their scores or six? I think all six were in the top 30 or something like that. Maybe that wasn't the St. Francis girls, but yeah, there was just... That team was just dominating, and I think what's been really helpful for St. Francis is being pushed by Elk Rapids. The Elk Rapids cross-country team, uh, which is also ranked, uh, has been nipping at the Gladiators' heels and, and making them uh, work harder and, and, run, and run harder, uh, which has been a benefit and I think will be a benefit going into uh, the state finals as well.
1: St. Mary had seven of the top sixteen at regionals. Seven
0: of the top sixteen. Yeah, ridiculous. At regionals. Wow. Can Aiden
1: Heron win uh, an individual in a, uh, in
0: D four? Does she have that uh, that capability? I oh, mean, absolutely. I think She's she already won a regional by by more than a minute or close to that, fifty plus seconds, I think.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, she already won one state title uh, when she was a freshman. So, I I, I kind of totally expect her to win one on Saturday. <laughs> Okay. Almost as much
2: as Hunter Jones. See them both at the finish line. What about the Central boys? Uh,
0: can can they podium? Is that uh, a podium worthy team? Can they get in the top three?
1: I think they can. Why not? Yeah, they 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 had a pretty good regional, um, so they've got some good momentum. I can you know they've been coming out at the second half of the season, and, and Central does that where they they plan their whole season to to peak at the end. I know everybody tries to do that, but, uh, central really seems to focus heavily on that. And, uh, and I think they'll, smart. they'll actually do that. That's
2: smart. And,
0: and and talking to Brian Burns, it, they said, you know, one of their goals is for their one through five to, to finish within a minute of each other. So one mm-hmm. through five, the, the time difference is, is less than a minute. And they did that at the regional championship. It was about 59 seconds. Uh, between first and fifth Um, so yeah if you can do that because that's when you're looking to get those you know those score those points as as few points as possible and if you're grouped in together and if you've got guys you know finishing in the top Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 you're 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 looking good but you you want to you you do want to dominate you want your top five in the top 20 uh, if you're going to win all right. Well, uh, the only other business that we haven't had a chance to take care of yet, volleyball districts. Um, you know, we've there's a lot going on tonight, uh, including James. You'll be headed over, which is why we've got to wrap this podcast up as, as quickly as possible. It's already uh, mm-hmm. past three o'clock, and you got to get over there for a, for a three p.m. Uh, so, just uh, real quickly, I want each of you guys to give me uh, your most interesting um, matchup uh, for the. Uh, for the uh, volleyball districts uh, that we're looking at right now, uh, that isn't uh, Trevor City uh, West versus Trevor City Central. Uh, Jordan, I think for you it's probably where you're going tomorrow uh, yep. in, in Leland.
2: Yep. Yep, Leland, GTA. Obviously we all know that Leland is a very good volleyball squad. So just um, see where they're at and see uh, see how they're doing in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm looking to see who comes out of that McBain district. Um, Those semifinals on Wednesday are going to be pretty good with uh, McBain versus Manton. Those are both two very good teams. Uh, McBain ranked very highly in the state. Manton is an honorable mention team. And then you've got uh, Lake City as an honorable mention team as well, playing in the night cap there against the winner of tonight's game between Everton and Pine River. So you've got the three really good teams in our coverage area, all in the same district. So that's going to be uh, one, I think, to keep an eye on.
0: And even if you go a little bit further down uh, the bracket, Elk Rapids versus Traverse City Saint Francis, which are uh, two really good programs uh, this season. Elk Rapids, obviously, uh, you know, coming off uh, of a uh, a district championship last year, but losing a lot uh, from that squad, uh, and in the postseason. Elk Rapids and St. Francis have notoriously gone after each other. And St. Francis has ended Elk Rapids season so many times uh, in the past. And I know that getting over that hump last year was was a big mental thing for the Elks. uh, And it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. I think it's just a shame that they have to meet uh, the first round of the playoffs. Um, But yeah, I really like that. And I like uh, Kingsley uh, and cadillac i think both of them come out of their districts and and move on um but uh but we will see uh, certainly interesting as we move on and get some district champions this week and then move on into the uh the regionals next week uh certainly uh going to be a lot of quality volleyball played uh, over the next couple of weeks as we head toward uh the state finals and battle creek but like i said um We'll keep this moving. Uh, we don't have a guest this week, one because it's Halloween, and uh, you know who knows if high schoolers are still trick or treating. But uh, with the holiday, and then also with uh, just so, I figured that it was best to just go guestless this week, uh, so we can move right on into our get around Hall of Fame. Uh, Jordan, why don't you start and uh, give your nomination this week for our athlete, uh, or in your case. Team. Ah, team of the week.
2: Yes, sir. Um, man, um, when I got a chance to ask Brendan, can I do a team? He said, of course. And I immediately said East Jordan. Because, I mean, they win their first playoff game since 1999. And the whole time when I was get, got a chance to read your preview about East Jordan, he said 1999, first thought that came to my mind was Prince. I kept singing that song, Party Likes 1999. And so when they won, that's the first thing I played in my car, was was that song, and immediately that's when I knew, yeah, these these boys are going to be the, my selection to win, the uh, to have to be in the uh, get them on Hall of Fame because you win the first playoff games since nineteen ninety nine. You beat Frankfurt, who we all know Frankfurt's a high scoring team. They were even ranked. We all know everything about Frankfurt, so yeah, I, and I, they're I, the Panthers I, and their colors purple, like and Prince, purple. and like it's pr- Prince, oh, like purple man. rain. Oh. Like, Popo went, see, like, it all ties together. It just sounds, uh, And the had so West Jordan it. covering East Jordan. Getting chills thinking about it. And my name is Jordan, and I just saw East Jordan win the first time. Yeah, you're
1: from California, so you're and West I'm from Jordan. California.
2: See, there's a lot to this. There's a lot to this. So mine is East Jordan. I'm you guys. All right, James, your nomination. Uh, I'm going to go with Ben C.
1: Skenzel from Traverse City, St. Francis, cross country. Um, although I, I, I really considered uh, putting Jackson Childers in here for that. Performance he had against uh, Charlevoix in that win out theirs. Uh, All right, you get two nominations, know. and we'll put we'll put both of them. Both <laughs> of them. So. Yeah. Well, I figured I figured I would go with with Betsy because uh, Jackson will almost indefinitely directly get in during basketball season. There you go. Uh, you know, he's going to be one of the one of the explosive players I think in the area this year, and uh, yeah, really coming into his own. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll go with Betsy. She won her uh, regional title in eighteen oh seven for Traverse City-St. Francis, helping them to win that regional title, keep their streak alive, and uh, going into the state finals.
0: And I will put up, uh, you know, a team as well. I'm going to go uh, to Johannesburg-Lewiston and look at their cross-country team and the domination that they had at the regional. Uh, the boys won the uh, the regional title. Uh, the girls were in second place, but only a point behind first place, Harbor Springs. And then the boys took the top two spots, Jacob Wartenberg uh, winning the regional title, Blake Fox taking second place, and then the same thing on the girls side, Allie Nowak uh, getting the regional title individually, and then Yolanda Gasho uh, taking second place. Uh, so lots of really good ones and I'm gonna make an executive decision again and all of them are getting in.
1: There you go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. yeah, I should change mine so, and just put the whole Saint Francis girls team in. There you go. Pretty much. Well, yeah, because they they're went they getting one, two. seven in uh, the top sixteen.
0: <laughs> it's unreal. so at, at at some point i think we're just gonna be like every athlete gets into the get around hall of fame just keep and building it no longer means anything all right so uh we're, we're getting into the, the, the trifecta now um i'm adding a wrinkle to it uh oh. last week we talked about uh you know what was your favorite thing in sports this week i want to ask that question too but also what is your unpopular sports opinion of the week i have mine and uh Jordan, you have yours?
2: Yeah. Okay. I couldn't okay. I couldn't hold this in. I was when you okay. mentioned when you mentioned earlier that they instead of go, kicking the field goal, they went for two. There was a football game you guys talked about, right? Mm-hmm. My I why I know this is like, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or maybe this is just something that that I've always thought of. Why do coaches insist on going for it instead of taking points? Take points. Take points. I don't know how easy or hard that could be. Just take points. Because if you take points, you could be up even more. And you can build on your lead instead of gambling and going with the statistics. And everyone is all about stats these days. Or analytics—that's the word. Yeah, it's all about the analytics. I just take the points, man. It's just yeah, it's not hard. I know it could be hard for some teams in pro. I guess if you. If you want to talk about it specifically in pro. Just take points, man. I, I I'm done with this. I'm done. Yeah,
1: I think that yeah, it is come to analytics comes into play in that because I think most teams figure that they have better than a fifty percent chance of getting three yards on a given play. Makes some sense. So Makes if you get it over fifty percent on going for two, then that comes out to more than one for the extra point. Or oh, if you're like four. <laughs> Which is still not one hundred percent, even on extra points. We've yeah. seen this year the kickers in the NFL struggling, so it's like ninety-five percent.
2: Yeah, that's mine. Just. Take points, bro. Don't yeah.
1: try. Mine's did, mine has to do with the NFL as, as well, and, and I believe that, that, uh, that football in general in the NFL would be better without false start and ineligible receiver downfield penalties.
2: Who?
0: Well, there's got to be false start penalties. The ineligible. There's got to be. There's got I,
1: I, I. What I think is that oh, that false start penalties should only be called if they draw a defender into the neutral zone. Yes. If there's no. If there's no play, defensive player that gets drawn offside, then just let it go. Yes. Don't stop the game. Okay, that seems
0: like a. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, I'm almost the same way with I'll holding him. Like if it's not, if it doesn't actually impact the play, just let it go. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I my, my unpopular opinion is going to be very unpopular uh, in in Michigan, um, because I. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't find myself interested in Michigan, Michigan State
2: at <laughs> that was all. A bomb um,
0: we were playing pong uh, most of the time during the on, game on Saturday. Yeah, uh, is the is the my my unpopular opinion is that the luster is off of that rivalry uh, right now, and
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it just it seemed a little dull this year and i guess that had to do with michigan state not being uh that that great of a team but that's that'll be mine i I was just kind of over that and i feel the same way about like uh, a lot of other things like you know look at my one of my big rivalries which would be and the the white Sox versus the cubs i the the luster is off of that that's not even a, a very intriguing rivalry um anymore
2: is it because Michigan just keeps beating MSU every year? Minus the last year, well, we all I know. mean, for the last two years. Yeah, yeah Michigan State's it's been, been pretty competitive,
1: but I think this year there was just a there's a well,
2: a bigger lose.
1: a bigger gulf between the two. I think this year, and so Michigan just played very conservatively, figuring we can just Run it. pound the ball behind Ryan Hayes and that offensive line, Jake and Cormen's and MVP. just win with a very vanilla game plan, which is pretty much what they did. I I had a tweet like uh, halfway through the first half ready to go about, you know, that uh, being a former quarterback, Jim Harbaugh should know that there's a new thing in the NFL called the forward pass, or in college football, really called it the forward works. pass, because they were just running the ball. They weren't doing anything other than, like, some tight end screens in that in their first couple of possessions.
2: It literally looked like Michigan's, Michigan was doing the same thing MSU did on them last year with Kenneth Walker, because Kenneth Walker just yeah. destroyed them. And if you can do it, do it. <laughs> they did it. They did it efficiently and well. Good for them. I
1: like your voice. Actually.
2: All right, and then uh, your
0: favorite thing uh, in sports oh, this awesome. week. This um, awesome. I awesome. will. I'll, I'll. I'll get us started, and um, I, I will say that, that for me, my my favorite thing was the unpredictability. Uh, and surprise that we saw uh, on Friday in the first week of the uh, high school football playoffs. I um, thought that was really cool, and I, I, you just look at the the teams that won and how much it meant to them winning. Manistee, that meant so much to them to win. Benzie meant so much for them to win. East Jordan meant so much for them to win. Uh, and those those special moments, those upsets, those games when everybody is counting you out, but you come away with the win, that's something that I love about sports, and that's what I love this week.
2: Yeah, um, I, I thought that watching East Jordan was very awesome. I, I thought that would be my highlight. I have two. East Jordan winning, that was awesome. And then this one came to my Twitter feeds and we were able to do Twitter feeds. This one came up this morning, and I thought it was perfect for... Uh, anyways, a little general background... Steelers are horrible. We're not a good football team this year. We may not even make the playoffs. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. Um, A Twitter account called the Hampton Beer Outlet tweeted, uh, we are here for you with a picture of beers. And uh, it has a sign that says Matt Canada, pain relief beers. Matt Canada is our offensive coordinator. We have not thrown the ball for plus 10 yards the entire season. I'm not joking. I wish I was. It's rough. Um, and a minimum 10% A, B, V. So basically, if you drink this, you won't remember what happened in the game. So, um, I thought that was hilarious just because, as a Steelers fan, that is what we need the whole season to survive. So, any tips? I mean, I, any any tips, bro? Because I've never done this. I don't, I don't I've know never been through this. I don't, I don't know
1: the Lions are horrible, so I have no tips on the NFL we, we We haven't
2: had a losing season in 16 years. I put... 18, Put, uh, 16 or seventeen years. Yeah, I
1: should have a bunch of of. Um, uh, <laughs> I should have a bunch of advice, most of which probably centered on alcohol. But, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I was happy. That's uh, I, so I went to a a party on Sunday as well for a, a birthday party for a friend of mine down in Cadillac. And uh, there was a whole bunch of people there where they were wearing NFL jerseys. So there was like a guy in a Lions jersey. There was a guy in an LA Rams Odell Beckham jersey. Uh, there was the drummer for the band that was playing there. Uh, there was I was wearing my Buffalo Bills, my brand new Buffalo Bills James Cook jersey. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my oh, my, my Christmas awesome. pre- early Christmas present for my wife. And, uh, and there was somebody there in a Packers one. So uh, I made a bet with the person in the Packers one on the Packers-Bills game because they oh, were nice. playing each other. Nice. So I'm now owed a beer because of the Buffalo Bills. And I also had... Uh, put money on the Packers against the spread uh, at 10.5 points, and they lost by 10. So I won that one.
2: Attaboy, so the Packers, right. the Packers
1: did me good twice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> by losing, That's but awesome. by not losing by too much. Right. I saw an awesome stat that the how the Packers were uh, well, 10, 10 or 11-point fa- uh, underdogs yeah, yeah. against the Bills, yep. and they listed off teams, other teams in the NFL who had not been a double-digit underdog this year. Yeah. Packers. And and it's like the Houston Texans, the Chicago Bears, the Washington Commanders, the Detroit Lions, like all these teams had not been ten point underdogs, but the but the Packers were against
2: the Buffalo Bills. For the law it hasn't been like that in a long, 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 long time. long time. Long time. Long
0: time. Well, as always, good to end the show on a happy note and talk about the things that we loved about sports, uh, in the <laughs> last week. Um boys uh, thank you so much for your work on episode 232 of the get around podcast thank uh, and thank you to our audible viewers as always for tuning in to our weekly sports show um, make sure you come back next week we will have a lot to discuss uh, after what is going to be a very busy week of sports and possibly a very busy saturday uh as well but for now i have been your host brendan queeley alongside me with james cook and Jordan jordan puente but for now episode 232 of the get around podcast is in the books <laughs>